Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the HMO podcast with me, Andy Graham. Thank you so much for taking a bit of time out of your day today to tune into this week's episode. You guys know that it means a huge amount to me. And if you've been with me since the very beginning, supporting the podcast, supporting me as I've learned how to do all this, then thank you so much, guys, because your support has been so important. I really do appreciate it. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to future-proof our HMO portfolios or businesses. It's a big topic, but one that I think is so, so, so important. I'm always thinking about how to future-proof my investments. And this is something that I think we should all be thinking about. But unfortunately, not everybody is, and I don't think everybody quite knows how to do it. So we're going to tackle that in today's episode. We're going to go into some detail about how to future-proof our portfolios and our businesses. Before we get stuck in, just a very quick reminder that JP and I are over in the HMO community. Come and join us in the Facebook group. There's tons of discussions happening, lots of questions being asked and answered, and loads more support on hand for you guys. And guys, I am finally so excited to officially announce that the HMO roadmap is live. We have launched. You can come and check it out. So much work has gone into this, guys. I can't even begin to tell you. Not to mention the previous 10 years of work and graft and grind that I've been putting into the HMO businesses that I run. There's so much in there for you guys to learn. Downloadable resources, 60 lesson roadmap, there's workshops, there's tons of videos, there's some incredible case studies from our podcast guests already. And of course, there's the HMO app. You can appraise and evaluate every single project that you're doing. You can pipeline, you can track, you can compare, you can test, you can analyze, you can do it all. It's revolutionary, guys. I'm so proud of what JP and I have achieved and it has been so much hard work, but it's there. It's officially alive. We have launched. So you guys can go and check it out. It's the hmoroadmap.co.uk. Please tell me what you think and I cannot wait to see you inside the membership. Right, let's get stuck into today's episode. How do we future-proof our HMO portfolios or businesses and why is it so important? Well, that sounds like a good place to start. You know, for me, I think there are a number of reasons why this is really at the top of my agenda. Every time I'm thinking about buying something, everything that I'm adding into my portfolio, I'm also thinking as well as how can I make this work today? How do I make this work in three years? How do I make it work in five years? How do I make this work in 10 years? Okay. They are so, so, so important. We can forget the Instagrammable pictures. HMO Property Investments is about so much more than how good our properties look. Yes, of course, it's really important that our properties do look good, that we attract the right tenants and that they really stand out, they jump off the page. But that's not what running a successful HMO portfolio or business is about. That's about future-proofing it. That's about making sure that it works today, tomorrow, next year, and so on and so on and so on. We want to make sure that we are totally solid. And that means we've got to have a very long view. 
on what we're trying to achieve here. And I think that this is a really important thing for us all to understand. But I get it. It can be quite difficult to understand exactly what we need to do to future-proof our HMO portfolios or our businesses. For many of us, including myself, this is something that we learn. We try things, we find out that they don't quite work. Perhaps we should do something slightly better. We should have used different types of furniture. Maybe this wasn't the best location. Maybe we've put too many rooms in, or maybe we should have put the en-suites in there. But in this episode, I'm going to give you as much advice based on my experience and everybody that I know investing in HMOs and all my podcast guests so far have shared with me so that you can do it too. You can install all of this into what you're doing today. And hopefully your properties continue to work for years and years and years to come without you having to do anything significantly different, without having to invest significant amounts of money back into your portfolios, which of course is always one of the big risks here. If we don't get this quite right, it could cost us a lot of money. It could cost us a huge amount of time. And actually, in a worst case scenario, we could find that our investments just don't work. And that would be absolutely disastrous, particularly because we can resolve all of this now. We can settle this problem now. We can make sure that we are solid for the next 10 years by doing a few simple things right now. So I've got a list of 10 things here that I want you to be thinking about after listening to this podcast. And I want you to think about this every single time you buy something, okay? We're going to talk about, I'm going to list them for you now, and then we're going to go through them one by one. First of all, we're going to talk about finance and stress testing. Number two, we're going to talk about prioritising location. Number three, we're going to talk about operating your portfolio like a business. Number four, we're going to talk about knowing your liabilities and the legislation. Number five, we're going to talk about staying ahead of the curve. Number six, we're going to talk about using durable materials. So important if you're running HMOs, particularly if you've got students who can be a bit heavy handed. Number seven, we're going to talk about providing a superior management service. Number eight, we're going to talk about periodic inspections and improvements. Number nine, we're going to talk about the importance of playing long, seeing long, having a long view on what we're doing. And number 10, we're going to talk about nurturing our contacts and our relationships. Right, let's get stuck straight into this then. The first thing that we need to do when we're thinking about future-proofing our portfolio is make sure that we get the numbers right. Sounds simple. And we've already talked in an earlier episode about stress testing our deals. Well, that's it. It's so important that we have a long-term view on it. If we're short-sighted and we squeeze the yield too much and we reduce the potential performance of our portfolio, perhaps because we have bigger and bigger mortgage costs, or we're not managing our bills quite well, or we haven't planned for some of the costs in our portfolio as well as we should have, perhaps we were a bit over-optimistic, then over the long term, that could really start to impact us. That could start to erode the profitability of our portfolio. And of course, it's the profitability of our portfolio that is going to allow us to grow it. That's what we want there to reinvest or to pay ourselves so that we can step back and enjoy life a little bit more. But if that isn't there, if that cash isn't there, surplus to the portfolio's requirements, then how are we going to grow this business effectively? And it's so important to think about this over the long term. Yes, a good shiny property that looks amazing on spare room or right move will probably rent quite quickly. What about in a year or two's time when it's not quite as easy and maybe you've got to incentivize tenants a little bit? What if the bills are significantly higher than you planned? And what if interest rates do go up quite significantly? Well, again, that's why it's so important that you stress test every single 
deal. And yes, it's great to get all of your capital out or as much as you possibly can. But if you remember from the episode that we had Roland on the show from Bricks and Daughters, Roland talked about the importance of almost putting the return of capital aside and looking at the actual ongoing performance. Once your capital's recycled, that's it. It's just telling you how much capital you've got out of your deal or how much capital you've left in your deal. But what about the actual performance of that property? That's the yields, the net yields, and it's all to do with your costs and your cost analysis. You need to know that and you need to be completely confident that you can sustain that no matter what circumstances. And that is so, so important. What I'm saying, guys, is that you've got to get really good at your numbers if you want to future-proof your portfolio. Exactly what those numbers are is really down to you, but don't compromise on anything too much. A good balance is always key. Let's move on and talk about how to future-proof our portfolios by considering the location. Well, really, location still is absolutely everything. It's not just a cliche. When we're talking about student accommodation or professional accommodation, we want to make sure that we are in an area where that tenant supply is prevalent. We want an abundance of that tenant demographic to let our properties to. The more tenants or the more prospective tenants there are in that area, the better the chance that we've got of filling our property and not just that, but filling it in the long term. This is one of the reasons why I absolutely love student accommodation because it's a pretty safe bet that the universities are going to be there for a long, 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 long time. Every single year bringing more and more tenants in for us or more students in that can ultimately become our tenants. And Sheffield with 60,000 students, that's a pretty big market. It gives me a huge amount of rental confidence. So the location that I choose really needs to suit that tenant demographic. If you choose a peripheral location, perhaps because you compromise on the yield, maybe you get a better yield out there, but maybe there aren't quite so many tenants in there. Well, you're starting to stretch it a little bit. That's where you're starting to question how future-proofed your portfolio really is. The further away you go from that core supply of tenants, whoever that demographic is, the less you are future-proofing your portfolio. Now, it's a bit of a spectrum and you've got to figure out exactly where you fit. And of course, it is a balancing exercise. If we all invested in the very best location, then there simply wouldn't be enough properties. And of course, we wouldn't be able to get the returns that we want because the properties would be so expensive. So I get it, it's not an exact science, But be aware that location still is absolutely critical when it comes to the long-term performance of your property. And remember, when that shiny, glossy look wears off, you're not left with much else other than your ability to advertise and market properties, your ability to manage properties and retain tenants, and of course, the location. Yes, you can go back in and spend more money to continue to upgrade your properties, but at some point, the market is going to catch you and overtake you. And that's all part of the game. It is a bit of a conveyor belt type of business model. We need to be aware of that. But nailing the location and never having to change the location is absolutely critical to future-proofing your portfolio. So guys, please think about this. Number three, operate your portfolio like a business. This is something that, unfortunately, I don't think enough people are doing. We isolate our properties. We look at what the costs on each property are, perhaps the utilities, perhaps the ongoing maintenance costs, perhaps the management costs. But we forget to think about the sustainability and the performance of our entire business. What about all of our portfolios combined and what we're having to spend to 
make sure that this business is running effectively? Are we employing staff? Are we keeping an eye on the P&Ls? Do we have operations and procedures to make sure that we're efficient? Are we implementing the right sorts of systems? If you're building a portfolio, then you really, really, really must operate it like a business. Build it like a business and make decisions like a business owner. Sometimes they're going to be very tough decisions. Sometimes you need to forecast. Sometimes you need to step back. Sometimes you need to put your foot on the gas because things are good and you've got an opportunity. But it's so important, guys, to run your portfolio like a business. Number four, then, know your liabilities and legislation. This is so important because if you don't know what your liabilities are, if you don't know what bits of legislation you should be upkeeping with, then you could land yourself in a lot of hot bother. You really could get yourself in trouble. That could bring your whole portfolio down. Just quite simply, if you don't give a gas cert on a new tenancy, then really that tenancy is void and you're breaching a number of terms and conditions. You really could run into problems trying to either remove tenants from properties or forcing tenants to pay their rent if they end up in arrears. It's really so important. Of course, there's always the risk that things could go wrong, fire, injury, those sorts of things. If you've not done everything that you should do, if you've not been keeping on top of the electrical safety and other bits and pieces in the house, then you're liable and your whole business is liable. Imagine all of that work that you've put in just to let slip on a few things because you didn't bother to do the research. You didn't bother to keep up to date with the legislation and understand your responsibilities and your liabilities. It's so important that as business owners and as landlords, We understand this stuff really, really thoroughly. And I get it. I know that it's really boring and I know there's a lot of it. And if it is overwhelming you, there is a full section, a full stage of this in the roadmap to keep you up to speed. But it's really important. One way or another, you've got to know it. You've got to keep on top of it. It's your responsibility. It's your obligation. We've got to keep our tenants safe and we've got to do it to keep our portfolios and our businesses safe for the long term. Number five then, staying ahead of the curve. So it's really important in this game and it's moving really fast and we we can see how fast it's moving just by some of the specs that people are throwing out on their HMOs. They really are phenomenal. Some of the design trends, uh, even some of the trends in behaviour of tenants, how they want to live, where they want to live. It's really important that we are acutely aware of all of this stuff. Again, this is about being a good business owner, but we need to know what the market's saying. We need to know what our customers are saying. We need to know what our customers want. We need to know what our customers will place value on. We need to keep ahead of that curve. And if we do that, we'll always just have that slight edge on our competition. Really, really important in the HMO market because more and more people are coming in to this space. It's going to get more and more difficult for us to keep our properties filled Just because we've filled our properties or our rooms this year doesn't mean we'll do that next year or the year after or the year after. It's going to get more and more difficult, guys. So just bear that in mind. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears very close to the ground and look for trends. Look for ways to improve your product. Look for ways to just get ahead of the competition. That's all I'm saying. But trust me, in this market that's really fast moving, that's really fast paced, we've got to keep ahead of the curve. Number six, then, using durable materials. I've learned this the hard way. When I first started, I was completely unaware of what future proofing was and why it was so important. And over the years, I've learned that 
Actually, some decisions that I could have made earlier on when I've perhaps been doing refurbs would have saved me a lot of heartache, a lot of cost, a lot of time in the long run. So just thinking about some of the materials, just simple things like the types of flooring or the quality of the carpets, um, thinking about the quality of some of your fixture and fittings like door furniture, really basic and simple things are really, really important. If we buy cheap products, there's a good chance that they'll start to fail. And the sooner they fail, the sooner we're going to have to go in and spend money to make sure that our product is safe and up to spec and <laughs> keeping us ahead of that curve that we just talked about. So it's really important that we think about this. A really obvious one is the furniture that we use. It's really, really important that we use robust furniture that's going to stand the test of time. You've got to think about your tenant demographic. I've got a lot of students in our portfolio as well as professionals. The students are generally a little bit more heavy handed. It's not intentional, but I think they just get a lot more wear and tear. And we need pretty tough furniture. I've bought furniture in the past that really just doesn't stand up to it. Yes, I've saved a little bit of money in the short term and it's made the appraisal, the investment look a little bit better at that point. But over the long term, in fact, it's cost me more. I've ended up with empty rooms. I've had to get my staff to go in and do things. And it's all been a bit of a hassle. If you haven't had the chance yet to replace furniture, well, I don't envy you. You've got that burden coming. At some point, you're going to have to do it. But it's not just a case of replacing the furniture. You've got to get in, get rid of the old stuff. Furniture's big and bulky. You've got to get it down from attic rooms. It really can be a bit of a nightmare. And actually, it's the stuff that really slows you down. Once you've got a few properties in your portfolio, you really are going to find that this can become quite a burden. So you really want to be using products in your properties that stand the test of time. So good quality Higher quality fixtures and fittings really is going to help build a future-proofed portfolio. Of course, there's very few things out there that are completely bomb-proof. And yes, of course, it is an exercise of balancing the economies. But there is an intersection where if you get the materials just right, you'll spend the right amount of money over the long term to preserve your interests. So just something to think about there, guys. Number seven then, moving on. Provide superior management. I've always said it, and you guys will have heard me say this a number of times before, but the hard work begins when we fill our properties and we've got the tenants in. The hard work really begins when we have to start managing those tenants and we have to start managing our properties. There's so much involved. We have to keep people happy. We have to keep on top of maintenance, tenant inquiries on a day-to-day -day basis. We have to keep our properties in tip-top shape. We have to do inspections. We have to do all of that sort of stuff. And once you've got a few tenants, it really can become quite a burden. And keeping our tenants happy is so, so important. Like any other business, it's very important for any other business to make sure that their customer is happy. We want happy customers because happy customers pay their rent. Happy customers stay longer in our properties, which is the best thing that we could possibly ask for. But we have to do that through our management service. We can't simply rely on the fact that we've got a great looking kitchen or we've got an ensuite bathroom. It won't be enough. Trust me, I've been there, I've tried it and I failed. We've really focused in the last year on trying to improve our management service. And actually we found that the response has been great. We've reduced our arrears down to zero, which is phenomenal. And that's because we've tightened up on things, but we've improved our communication methods with tenants. We've improved the way that we manage our tenants. We manage the systems and processes to do with tenant management and property management. Now, if you're outsourcing, that's absolutely fine. 
But the same is still true here. You need a property manager who has the same values as you and has the same objective in mind, which is to make sure that your tenants are very happy, that your property is always healthy. That's how you future-proof your investment. Number nine then, this is about thinking long. So much about investing in HMOs is about thinking long. If we were all thinking short-term on this, then very few of us would be making money after a few years. That's just the honest truth. I've made some mistakes in the past, some of the properties that we've taken on and some of the things that we've done. And I've learned some pretty harsh lessons. The best properties I've got are the ones that we found a really good balance between what we've paid for the property and what we've tried to extract from it in terms of performance, what we've done to the property in terms of specification, but also the materials we've used to make it durable. We've learned a lot from the way that we manage our tenants and our management systems and what we implement. And all of that is about thinking long. It takes time to implement all of this stuff. It takes time to do this. But if we make decisions that only serve us in the short term, then we will fail at some point. Our portfolios will falter and we'll find it really, really difficult to sustain profitability. And that's so important as a business. We need to make sure that over the long term, we are profitable. Sometimes it just means slowing down a little bit, but actually we'll get to our objective sooner in the long term. And I think that's really, really important. We should all understand that. There's a very good chance that if you're buying the right stock in the right places and doing the right thing with it, then the market will over time do its thing. I can't guarantee it. Of course, none of us can guarantee it. But if you do all that, there's a good chance that you are going to see some capital appreciation in your portfolio. And actually, that's where a lot of HMO property investors will see their wealth multiply as property values go up and over time you can extract that sensibly, you'll become wealthier and wealthier. You can reinvest that in your portfolio or other things and your business will flourish. Trying to do it all very quickly. And this is the big problem I see. People being a bit short-sighted to try and achieve their short-term goals, recycling capital really aggressively, taking on some risky JV deals, taking on some really expensive debt that's difficult to pay back. These are all the sorts of things that I'm saying just be cautious about. If you can slow it down, I think longer term, there's a very good chance that you'll achieve your objectives much, much sooner. And I know it's difficult to get your head around that, but trust me, guys, it is so often the case. And finally, number 10, and I think this is so important and one that it's really difficult to see at the time, but it's nurturing relationships and nurturing the contacts that we make. So much of what we can achieve as HMO property investors will happen because we've pipelined something. We've pipelined a potential property owner or a landlord who's got a deal, maybe a rent to rent deal, and we haven't pushed it too hard at the time. We haven't damaged that relationship. Instead, what we've done is we've maybe gone through some negotiations. We've said, look, maybe that isn't quite right for us now, but perhaps something we can come back to later. Write the details down, put them in your CRM suite and follow them up periodically, six months, 12 months. Same with agents. Treat people in the right way. Put out the right message. Do what you're saying you're doing. Let people see this and let them see it consistently. Demonstrate who you are, what your business stands for. Let people see what you're about and be nice to people. It can be really easy to get frustrated in this game. Deals fall through, people change their minds, but it's so often the case that things come back later on. 
I can't tell you how many deals that we've done and I've done several months or several years after an initial conversation. And now I place so much value on all of the contacts I make, all of the relationships that I have with people, even if I'm not doing business with them right now. And I think we should all be doing this because there's a very good chance that some of these conversations that go nowhere right now will ultimately turn into something in the long term. So protect those relationships, nurture those relationships. So there we go, guys. 10 ways to future-proof our HMO portfolios and businesses. I think this is so important. And I actually think that beyond making sure that the initial deal looks right, this is the only other thing that matters. Make sure that you get your deal right in the first place and that everything's balanced and you understand it. Then make sure that this is going to work for the next 10 years. If you do that, I promise you that you will make a lot of money over the long term. You'll keep a lot of tenants housed and very happy. You'll provide some great accommodation in your local community, but you'll also build an incredible business. But you have to think long. You've got to future-proof your portfolio or your investment. I hope that has been a useful and interesting episode. It's one of the things that I focus on more than anything, perhaps, in my businesses. And I'm always, always, always thinking about it. Yes, sometimes I spend a bit more than I would like to because I pay for the location to future-proof it, because I pay for better, more durable materials, because I pay for better staff and certain systems that help us. But I haven't got here because I've been lucky. I've managed to build a successful and sustainable portfolio because I've consistently made decisions with the long term in mind. And I future proofed every single property along the way. So a lot of stuff for you to think about here. It's really difficult, guys, to implement this all at once. Don't necessarily try and do this. This is a lot of food for thought, but something that you want to try and start implementing into every single property as you move forwards. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, guys. You know, it means a huge amount to me. Head over to the Facebook community. It'd be great to see you there with JP and I and the other community members. We're on hand to answer all of the questions that you've got. So come and join us and go and check out the HMO roadmap. Let me know what you think. I'm so excited it's there. I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed creating it and building it. I wanted to build a platform for the future and I'm really hoping and I'm really confident, guys, that if you're into HMO property investment, then the platform, then the HMO roadmap is everything you could possibly need. Thank you so much, guys. And I will see you in the next episode.